1: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Denver starts another comeback, winning as a dog versus the Lakers in Game 3. Game 4 line, Lakers by 6 for the series. Lakers over a 90% chance to advance. We got a new Super Bowl favorite, the Baltimore Ravens. Plus 4.5, or plus 4.50, we'll call it. Kansas City, 5-1. to Used to be number one, now number two. These two favorites face off on Monday Night Football. Early line, Baltimore at home, favored by three and a half. Bosa, Barkley, McCaffrey, and Locke are out. Jimmy G, Devontae Adams are day to day. We've got the Vegas point value for all the big injuries. Here comes a full hour of The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 The From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
1: You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas. It's a big midweek show. This is where we turn the page on last week. We do at the bottom of the hour the three biggest games of this weekend. We do a first look in studio. Steve Fazek licking his wounds off his two and five start in our seven- Bet challenge. How you feeling?
4: I'm feeling confident. Believe it or not.
1: Do you got a different toupee on today? <laughs> What's going on it's there? Shoe polish got put on. Oh my gosh! Weird. I mean, it, it looks like uh, you're on the lamb or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sports bettors listen for the money. Joni's is trying to look through the, you know, the camera. See, Joni. <laughs> It looks good. You got to tweet this out. You got you'll take a, I think we take a uh, selfie and tweet it out on your Twitter. Sounds good. At Fezzik Sports. But I get to decide what is in the, what Uh you, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> no, honestly though, let me ask you a question. When you got a full head of hair, first of all, like for your fifties, you got the best hair I've ever seen probably. Right. I mean, there's people want to yank on it to see if it's real, but Yesterday, you looked your age, you know. Now it's jet black. Does that, do you think that's fooling anyone?
4: I just do what the wife asked me to do. That's
1: it. This is what she wants. Yes. you sure she's not saying the same thing? Her girlfriend's saying, what, What's going on with Steve? And it's like, I do what he wants.
4: I think I had a bad Sunday and she said, Hey, let's do something to oh. change it up.
1: Well, at least you didn't <laughs> shave your head. All right. So you're right. It was bad, but you won some of your bigger bets. And on Friday, we'll have the seven picks again. He's forced to pick seven. That's the whole point. If Steve only picks a couple, he's going to win. we got to make it tough for him. Speaking of tough betting breaks, in Los Angeles, Jonas Knox.
3: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we have got Game 4 in the Eastern Conference Finals coming up later on tonight, we've got a bizarre injury situation in the NFL. What is the Vegas lead here on this Wednesday?
1: We're going to start with a quick look-see at the Denver Lakers, but we're going to shift right after that, this segment, new Super Bowl favorite.
3: That's right, and it was the Denver Nuggets with a 114-106 win over the L.A. Lakers in Game 3 of their series last night from the bubble. L.A. now leads the series two games to one.
1: So with the eye of a professional batter, Steve, what did you see?
4: Effort level. Denver came out maximum effort level throughout the game. The Lakers looked like they were coasting. They felt like they had this one, the series, in hand. Anthony Davis, at the end of the third quarter, had zero rebounds. Zero. Finished with two. Just not enough effort from the Lakers.
1: Okay, so you're saying rebounds are a good proxy for effort, which makes sense to me. Now, we talk about the zigzag all the time. A lot of people had never been introduced to the zigzag and explain that concept.
4: So the idea is that if you lose a game straight up, the very next game, the team that loses plays harder, makes adjustments, the team that wins oftentimes relaxes, does not make adjustments, so it benefits you to actually lose the prior game.
1: Wow. Well, how did you get to that? It be- so why don't you just forfeit the game then? <laughs> I mean, benefits- what you're saying is that the ne- let's look at the battle between the following two things if a team loses. One is, hey, the other team just established with another win that they can beat us, that they might be better than us. So, obviously, there's the power ratings adjustment. For example, when the Raiders won on Monday night, did you upgrade them? I did. So, though it's 82 games typically plus the playoffs, no one game matters all that much, which, if you remember, Joan, this is why I was preaching last round what is going on with these spreads where game one, I think Toronto was an example, right? Toronto was favored against Boston. By two. By two. Then by the couple games in the series, Boston was default favored by two, which is how do you adjust the line four points this late in the year, right? Yeah, crazy. So what you're saying is, you're saying, wow, even if a team wins a game, that adjustment, that increase in power rating doesn't really mean that much. It's just going to be very small. What's bigger... Is the extra motivation the team with their back against the wall has? Yes. So you'll tend to see a situation where, so in game three, what was the line? Lakers, Denver. So game one. So this most recent game. Because this. Six and a half, yeah. Okay. So that's when the back's against the wall. Now it's interesting, if we look at game four, Lakers are six. So wouldn't you think the La- so what's the rationale there? Is this that Denver's been upgraded pretty significantly? Yes,
4: because Denver now has played the Lakers, you could argue, better than equal the last two games. Game two, Denver had the lead with one second to play, Denver and the Lakers hit that three-pointer, and then Denver won fairly convincingly last night. So Denver has shown the last two games they can certainly compete with the Lakers.
1: So— Anthony Davis hit that late shot in Game 2. How many rebounds did he have in Game 3? Two. And then he had how many in the third quarter?
4: None. Zero point zero.
1: I think the shot's a little bigger, to be <laughs> honest. So, Jonas, as you look at this and you can talk about the series, you can talk about the zigzag, whatever you want, but it is fascinating. When the game is over, and we got the heat Celtics. we'll talk about that before the end of the hour, 6 o'clock Eastern hour here, Celtics right now are 3.5. If the Celtics win and the Heat lose, let's just say, what's going to happen is, on one hand, you're going to say, huh, maybe we upgrade the Celtics a little bit because they won the game. They're maybe better than we thought by a smidge. But the Heat now are going to have extra motivation. Usually the motivation's bigger than the upgrade. Yes. In the Denver series against the Lakers, this win – it's actually the upgrade of Denver's bigger than the extra motivation the Lakers are supposed to have now, having lost this game.
4: Exactly right, because the Lakers are in the good spot game four, but the spread has come down.
1: Exactly, and the Lakers are in the good spot because they're extra motivated. Yes. Jonas, what's your takeaways?
3: well on the expectation going into the game was and I think this was sort of the prevailing wisdom from most people that talked about it was man what a gut punch game two was Anthony Davis hitting that shot buzzer beater Denver had the game maybe a missed assignment on defense and so because of that this series is a wrap Denver's finished and so then they come out and they dominated that game majority of the game the Lakers made a run late but ultimately Denver was able to hold them off and 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 pull away late and win that game so I just wonder had the Lakers won game three what would how much different would the betting line have been for game four would it okay so
1: this is something that if anybody questions motivation is a factor even in the playoffs this proves it is because typically if there's a sweep situation right so 3-0 the line usually moves upwards of four points in favor of the team sweeping. Would you say that's the right number? Yes. So let's say, for example, let's just you know, use the Lakers, for example, as an example, is if they had won the game as a six-and-a-half-point favor, Lyme probably would have went to nine-and-a-half or ten wow. because they figured Denver's given up. Right. But Denver, it seems, doesn't give up. No, Denver has done very well
4: down three-one. Obviously, the last two series, Denver is in it for the long run here.
1: Yeah, and, and considering that the bubble was a place we've seen some teams, hmm, once it felt like the series got away from them, maybe the effort wasn't all the way there because they wanted to have uh, reservations for you know whatever at home. <laughs> and you got to give the Nuggets credit; you got to. And I'm hoping they make this a heck of a series. Speaking of potential titles, Jonas, new Super Bowl favorites.
3: That's right. New Super Bowl favorites are out, and those new Super Bowl favorites reside in the AFC North, a team that was one and done in the postseason a year ago. The Baltimore Ravens are your new Super Bowl favorites.
1: Okay, so KC was, Baltimore is, KC second. They play Monday night, line on that game in Baltimore. Ravens by three and a half, hosting KC. Fez, coincidentally... Your power rating. Now, when did you put the power ratings out publicly? This morning. And when did the line move on Baltimore becoming the favorite?
4: Actually, yesterday.
1: Oh. (laughs) And you now have Baltimore jumping from number two to number one. I do. Mm. So, who was leading whom on this one? Go. Well, I...
4: Would have had Baltimore number one. Regardless. Oh, regardless. <laughs> Tell us what you think. All right. Well, I think you identified how good Baltimore got at the end of last year, where they just kept winning and covering by margin. I think the last 10 games, their margin against the spread's been like 15 points.
1: And that's. So let's talk about that. So, whatever the spread is, your ATS margin is going to say how much do you exceed expectations or fall short. Since you have to roll in the losses. When you have a team with a big margin, it's impressive.
4: Exactly. And it has continued into 2020. So we saw Baltimore crush Cleveland, crush Houston. So they're winning. They're covering. They're covering by margin. This team is a juggernaut.
1: Now, I'm confused. Very confused. Because on one hand, if you say, who's the best team in the NFL today, I got no problem with the Ravens being number one. The line says they are. Right? Home field right now, two points that's called for Baltimore. Line's three and a half. That means Baltimore by the Vegas betting market is better by a point and a half or so. But these are Super Bowl odds. How's Lamar done in the playoffs? 0 oh 2. That hat, now listen, there's a chance that's an aberration. It's a fluke. It's bad luck. Okay? But there's a real chance it's not. I don't know, 20%, 30%. Anyone that says there's less than a 20% chance that there isn't some flaw in the way the Ravens are playing that gets exposed in the playoffs, or if it's nervousness, whatever. You've got to give it a material chance, right?
4: Absolutely.
1: So now if we're betting the Super Bowl, even if you think the Ravens are a little bit better, why should they be the favorite? Because there's been a change in the playoff formats
4: this year. Only one team from each conference gets a bye Baltimore. Oh, well,
1: that was the case two weeks ago, too. So you're going to say they win this game because they're three-and-a-half-point favorites, but they didn't know they were going to be favored yesterday or the day, or two days ago? Well, they
4: only favored by two-and-a-half last week. Okay, so, so. It's, it's
1: adjusted one point, and now, oh, we, they're the Super Bowl favorites? Ah, listen, <sighs> I, I think the Ravens are, are the better regular season team. And Kansas City's the better playoff team. I mean, do you doubt that? I don't doubt. We that. were just we were just talking about the fact we should bet the Ravens at six to or check that the Kansas City at six to one, just last week. Yes. So how can we love that? You were saying in pre-production, you're like, I think there's a lot of value on the Ravens. I'm, I'm
4: bullish on both teams. Both you, the two favorites. <laughs> well, there's a huge separation between those oh two teams God. and everyone else.
1: So you, who do you like for the Super Bowl, Fez? Well. There's a little team you might have heard of called the Ravens. They're my favorite. And then there's a team, uh, Mahomes, you might have heard of him. That's my second team. Come on. I've
4: never had so much separation early in the year between my top two teams and everybody else in my ratings, RJ.
1: What about when you jumped at the Rams Rams. plus 350 or something? Jonesy, were you around for this?
4: (laughs) I was around for that.
1: Yeah, it was like the second week the Rams won two in a row, and and he was like, "Uh, I wish I could get 350 on the Rams. I'm like, all right, I'll give it to you. He's like, oh, I got such a good bat. And like two weeks later, he was like, I hate that bat.
3: And and I think the one thing about Baltimore as well, too, you can argue that Lamar Jackson's two worst games as a professional are both his playoff games. It's a coincidence, Jonas. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's a
1: coincidence. No, I I think he's right in that you can't be sure. And I wouldn't be shocked if, but looking at it, how much, honestly, how much difference do you see between these teams? Because remember, The Ravens are getting margin against weaker teams. What have the Ravens done against really good teams that's all that impressive? right? They played Kansas City last year, didn't they? Weren't they six-point underdogs at KC? Yeah, they
4: lost by five
1: with a backdoor score. Yeah, so they they hardly were in that game. Mm -hmm. So has Kansas City gotten worse? They're slightly down so far. Oh come on! What they beat Houston, just just handling a Thursday night opener. At no point was the game in doubt. Never in doubt. And then they against a division rival. They they have a flat spot and still win the game. That's the downgrade. Uh, When we come back. Matty Holt joins the round table. We'll get his opinion from the former bookmaker's side. We're going to go through Fezzik's power ratings and see where he, how many disagreements you got with Colin? Two. Two big disagreements against Colin Cowherd.
3: That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas
2: Pick between two and six players and choose if
5: they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW. CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6
4: credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states including but not limited to connecticut and new york for up-to-date list of states visit dkng.co slash pick six states void where prohibited see terms at pick six slash promos
5: it's Cavino and rich and you've put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuters comfort performance tires for sporty handling all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure
0: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
3: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, coming up here in just a couple of moments. We have a major disagreement between Steve Fezzik and one Colin Coward.
1: Oh, and me, too, and Mr. <laughs> R.J. Bell. We got Matty Holt, former bookmaker, now on the integrity side, usintegrity.com, CEO, president, chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, Oh, Matt Holt. This guy booked billions of dollars. In Nevada, that's true, right? Yes, billions, and I still whip them on these debates, <laughs> right?
6: Right. I like to think that I <laughs> that I go that I still go home standing at least. <laughs> ah, that
1: is true. Well, if you didn't, you couldn't be here. That's right. It's a great day to join. This is the fastest grown show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much. This football season, best yet. Personal promise. You can listen on. The iHeartRadio app right here in Las Vegas. 99 degrees. It's been 199 the last three days, and the neon is flowing.
3: So, RJ, tis the season for Steve Fezzik to disagree with Colin Cowherd in one of the teams in his herd hierarchy. Every week, Colin releases his top 10 teams in the NFL, his power rankings, and Steve Fezzik has a major disagreement this week.
1: Yeah, we got two of them. First one.
4: Yeah, Vegas is overrated. Colin has them number
1: eight. Vegas. So you're saying the Vegas Raiders.
4: Yes. Okay. I have them number 19. I know you agree with me here, RJ. What are the Raiders doing in the top 10? And the best evidence that we can give is look at number nine and 10 on Colin's list, the Saints and New England. Those coincidentally are the two teams the Raiders play last week. And this week and the Raiders were a big underdog or an underdog Monday night football.
1: All right, so let's think about that. That line got bet down. What was the close? Four. Home field is two, so it said Saints were two points better. Or I'm sorry, check that. Six points batter, right? Yes. Okay. So now what did you upgrade the Saints? I, or uh, upgrade the Raiders and downgrade the Saints? One point each. Okay. That's what we speculated. <laughs> That's what we speculated. And thus we would say the market currently believes the Saints are four points better. Yes. All right. Matt, do you, where do you got the Raiders?
6: I think they're probably around 16. I think they're a little higher than Fez is giving them credit for. At this point, I think with all the issues, they probably are better than Philly. Uh, Philly doesn't seem like a team that's gelling on his. They, you could make a case they're better than the Chargers, potentially, uh, especially with the quarterback issues, but they're no higher than 15 or 16.
1: Now, Fess says after what he saw from Herbert with the Chargers, he considers Herbert and Taylor to be about a wash, no upgrade or downgrade. What do you think on that one? Agreed. All right, so the quarterback is actually – got two good quarterbacks then, or at least above average or something. Like, Taylor was considered the better quarterback. Now Herbert's established himself as equal. That seems like a, a good thing for the Chargers, right?
6: Sure, but they, they've been missing guys. Mike Williams was hurt. He finally came back. They've had some injury issues. And he's a young quarterback, and rookies always have growing pains.
1: No doubt. And plus, they got a coach that I think is bottom five in the league, yeah. and he costs them a lot of games typically. All right, Fez, what is your – so we all agree Raiders are not as good as Colin thinks. Market agrees too. Oh, by the way, you were talking about the Patriots. So what was the line against the Raiders in that game? It's
4: going to be minus six this coming week. It's minus six right now. Yes.
1: Yeah, so the line currently is minus six, and they play this weekend. Yes. So the line is actually six now, right? It's, yes. no, it's not when the game's played that it's six. <laughs> yes. Okay, they're going to play the line six. Okay, so you, you're just starting sports betting, right? So you, they put the line out early. <laughs> That's Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Powell. All right, next team you disagree on.
4: All right, the Bucks. Colin has them overrated. Colin has the Bucks at number 6.
1: Well, listen, you got the Bucks, number one, right? I'm already a multi-millionaire. Oh, wait. Tampa Bay, not the Buck. Okay, I got it. Go ahead.
4: Number 12 for me. So I don't even have them in the top 10. It's all about Tom Brady being overrated. Currently, Brady is my number 20 quarterback. Wait a minus. minute. Wait a minute.
1: You had Brady at 19 entering the year. You've downgraded Brady. Yes. <laughs> Who jumped him?
4: Murray jumped him. Big
1: time. Oh, gosh. Where, where'd you have Murray entering the year? I had him just below Brady. So, like 20 or something. I got him 10 now. Huh. Lamar Jackson <laughs> entering last season. Where did you have him? 29. Yeah. You're not real good <laughs> on these young quarterbacks. Got to make big you're, adjustments. You're a skeptic. You're a skeptic. Yes. All right. Where do you got Tampa Bay Bucks? Matty Holt.
6: I think somewhere between 10 and 13 is actually the right number, so I agree with Fez. But they do get Chris Godwin back this week, and when you talk about Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, that's a heck of a receiving core if Brady's able to get him the football. And that defense is obviously a little better than last year. They seem like 10 to 13 is fair. 10 might even be aggressive.
1: See, I actually – here's the question. Are we talking today? I'll go with 10. If we're talking Super Bowl chances – Better. Better than that. If you give, I mean, you give me, how would we do that bet? So if I think Tampa Bay should be like the seventh favorite, you think they are the 10th favorite, hmm. How would we go about, I guess, what's the market? Right now in Super Bowl odds, how many teams are ahead of Tampa? Mackenzie, count that up because, oh, you got it right there. Because to me.
4: They're sixth. It's uh, 17 to one.
1: Yeah, so the market likes Brady. We know the yeah. market, or at least in this case, the, the Super Bowl market. Jonas, where do you got uh, Tampa Bay, and just generally right now?
3: I agree with Matt about in, in between 10 and 13, sounds about right, but I do like to your point them getting better and better as the season goes on. Um, I also like that late bye week. They've got a really abnormally late bye week, which I think could also play into Brady getting some rest later in the season that maybe normally he wouldn't expect to. So even if they don't get that bye week in the postseason, he's going to get an opportunity to rest his body a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Jonas is very so, he always has a sober take. I like that. I mean, meaning that, that it's, it's hard to, he doesn't give you much chin to hit,
4: right? I mean, he's always got that chin tucked.
1: I like it. I like it. That's Jonas Knox. I'm RJ Bell. All right, let's keep rolling. We'll think about that Bucks bat because we're in this society where everyone wants things. It's like, okay, you had your week, Brady. Let's go. It takes half a season with a new team, typically. Sure. And remember this, and I will not tire of repeating it. The all time leaderboard for quarterback wins 43 or older. Vanny Tessaverde, two. Tom Brady, one. And a list. So, as much as I think Brady's going to evolve with this team, he's still breaking records and history every time they win a game at his age. I also
3: wonder this. How many teams in the NFC are we absolutely certain are better than Tampa Bay right now? Because in the AFC, it's pretty clear. Kansas City, Baltimore are head, head and shoulders above everybody else. In the NFC, it feels like it's a little more up in the air.
1: I agree because uh, I would say the following, Fez. Saints are one of the teams. This is a good segue. I disagree with you on you've got the Saints at 10. Now, let's think about this. you got the Colts at 11. You've got Minnesota at 23. Now, the Colts played Minnesota last week. It was in Indianapolis. Line was three. So it says Colts were a smidge better because home field's less than three at this point. But now, well, then you had a best bet on Minnesota. You see one game and you're like, you lost me money. I hate you. And then you just, made, just plummeted Minnesota. The Colts got beat by Jacksonville, and you've got them right there with the Saints.
4: Yeah, it was such a convincing win. Andy line of scrimmage domination, and I knew that Minnesota's defense was going to struggle early in the year. But wow, Kirk Cousins and that offense just got nothing going against that Indy defense all game long.
1: Now listen, I don't like to brag. We all—I mean, that's a known thing. But you submitted <laughs> it. <laughs> you submitted into the Super Contest. Maddie is on the team, you're on the team, I'm on the team. And you said one of your favorites was Minnesota. <laughs> Matt's favorite was the Lions. Now, he is the head of the Lions
6: fan club. Matt, address the Lions. What's going on there? I don't know. This is the worst team ever when they get (laughs) double-digit leads. Because once again, 14-3 to they open up this past Sunday. The second they get that double-digit lead,
1: but you've been betting them for two years. I know. Are you finally off them? Yeah. I mean, this is what it took. Because, I I mean, if you look at the stats, it's pretty stunning is the idea that – and I'm just going to pull this up. If you look at them in 10-point, you know, double-digit leads. So since 2019, so this is last season, this season, NFL teams not coached by Matt Patricia in games in which they have a 10-plus point lead. So they have a double-digit lead. They win 87% straight up. Matt Patricia is 2-6 <laughs> with one tie. He's won two of nine times. He's led by double digits. The rest of the league wins at 87%.
6: It's gross. Yeah, it's
4: really – it's, <laughs> it's a problem. And yeah. the second half numbers on the Lions are atrocious. Last year, the Lions got out outscored by four and a half points in the second half, and it's happening again this year. Terrible second <laughs> half team.
1: So, four and a half points. What was their margin in the first half?
4: Right around zero.
1: So, they were like a eight, uh, 500 team, 8-8 eight and eight team, but then – In the second half, they're horrible. Yes. So minus four, that would be minus eight for the game. That means they're like the worst, as bad as any team in the league. Yes. So an 800, wow, that's an 8-8 team. That's fascinating. In the first half, and one of the worst teams in the league in the second. Yes. The Detroit Lions. But Jonas, here's my question. (laughs) I get Detroit forced on me because it's a best bet. Fez tries to hit me with Minnesota. Somehow... We go three and two. How did it happen? <laughs> I, I mean, well, what I did was I faded Faz. I said I can't. I, I'm going with the Colts. If we win this thing, it, I think I should get extra. Go ahead.
3: But if you, if you just that stat about Matt Patricia and and down double digits and they're two and you said two and six is his record when yeah, they have two, a double digit. Yeah, two six and one. If you just in game bet. A hundred bucks every time the Lions were up by double digits over the past couple of years. How much would you be up right now?
1: So, Fez, maybe whatever answer you have for that, great. But I'm also interested in, does the market account for this right now, where if the Lions are in a given spot, is it going to be the same as another team that's about as good as the Lions, or are they acknowledging how bad they are in the uh, second half?
4: The markets are ignoring how bad the Lions are in the second half. They are just dealing the first half lines and the in-game lines based upon what the overall line
1: for the game is. And that's why you can't get a hold of Steve Fezzik on the weekends. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do this. I got my biggest disagreement with Fez. I've touched on a few of them. I got one even bigger, and it's on the Rams.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
1: With his power ratings today. Now, he's going to put out a picture of his new hair color at Fezzik Sports, F-E-Z-Z-I-K, and... His power ratings. I don't know which one you want more. They're both available. Now, I so disagree with your Rams. You got the Rams as the fifth best team. Now, where did you have the Rams when the season started? 17th. Okay. He best
6: bet them under, season wins.
1: Yeah, yeah. best bet under, season wins. It's good to have a bookie here. They don't forget anything like that. No, they don't. Now, here's the thing. A former bookie. Here's the thing. Is... They could have lost the Dallas game very easily. Yes. And they played a Philly team that could be a real disaster. What have they done that impresses you so much? Because let's be candid. Who do you know? Of all the professionals you know, who was highest on the Rams this year? You were. Okay. You're too high right now. This is the Fezzik boomerang, as they call it in certain circles. What's going on here? How can they be the fifth-best team? Because they –
4: Open up against the two best teams in the NFC East. Oh
1: yeah, okay. It's the tallest guy in the land of little people. I no, mean,
4: I mean, still an above average schedule. And you look at the Rams above
1: average. Philly at this point is above average. If you,
4: Dallas and Philly is is I will accept average. that. Okay,
1: and they're two and zero. Oh. And
4: I th- and I was very high on the Dallas performance against Atlanta. I know the scoreboard said, hey, not a very good performance by Dallas. But I thought Dallas did what, all.
1: The, what, but, but, but hold on a second. So you're saying because Dallas. Dallas was down by twenty. What were they down by? Uh, twenty. Twenty yep. against Atlanta. That shows how good the Rams are.
4: <laughs> I do think Dallas is a good team. I think it's a quality I think you're right.
1: Win. I think you're right. It's a quality win. And the Rams crushed. But they, they had them. Don't you realize that this was a? And here's what you're missing. Two things. One, the Rams are thin, thin, thin because they have so many big contracts. Couple injuries. Now, maybe you could say right now they don't have them and you'll adjust accordingly. So, if you like the Rams, anybody, look at the injuries. When they start happening, it's going to be trouble. You agree with that? I do agree. Number two, McVeigh is a really good coach. And I've been saying all offseason, they were getting ready with some tricks and some schemes. I think the first couple games, the trickery is an edge for McVeigh. I think that evens itself out. At some point, you run out of a bag of tricks. I think the Rams are as good today as they're going to be all year. I still don't think they're fifth. I mean, you really believe the Rams will be favored over the Saints on a neutral. Remember, remember this. The Saints, the first two games of the year, the last seven seasons, against the spread, 2-12, and 12, straight up, 3-11. and 11. This is a team— 3 and 11 that won like 70% of their games after it. It's, un- it's not unusual for them to start slow, but somehow the Rams are better. Absurd. It's all about
4: Michael Thomas still being out for New Orleans. Oh,
1: all right. I can see that. But you're saying they're pretty close. Where, yes. where you got the Rams?
6: I think they're more in the eight, nine, or 10 range. I mean, they're certainly, they have to be worse than Buffalo, and the market agrees with me. They're playing Buffalo this week. Buffalo's two and a half minus 20. It's going to be three by kickoff. So the market says Buffalo's a point better, yet Steve has Rams half a point better than the than Buffalo. That's a point and a half difference right there. So well, now no, wait a minute. All right, let's do this.
1: Last break. <laughs> we're gonna get Fez's reply. I've never heard him say, wait this is gonna be good. We'll get his reply. Also we're we'll looking at the three biggest games of the week and Maddie has a best bet if he likes it or not.
3: That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's Angry Fezzik next here on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Right out of Vegas!
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts. I'm R.J. Bowe. We are straight out of Vegas.
4: And
3: I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., we have an angry Steve Fezzik, maybe the most angry we've ever heard him in the history of straight out of Vegas, which made us take a break and come back so we could get the full range of Fezzik's violence on the air.
1: Go, Fez, go. So the Rams are at Buffalo, and they're catching 2.5 points. All right, so Rams are at Buffalo, catching 2.5. You mean they're 2.5-point underdogs, which means the Bills are slightly better.
4: Yes, normally, but I would argue it's about the situational spot. This is a terrible spot for the Rams. They just had to play on the East Coast against the Eagles. The Rams were going to stay on the East Coast, but because of COVID, they changed their plans. They have to fly all the
1: way back when to the When were West they going to stay?
4: About a month ago, that was the initial. So,
1: plan. COVID has surged in the last month. I'm confused. They
4: changed their plans. They evaluated mm. and the like, and they said, "You know what? We'll just fly back to California, and then we'll fly back." So out they must to think East it's coast. for the
1: best. So they're doing what's best for this game. Well, they feel both it's of the Bush
4: scenarios. Stuff. laughable,
1: man. <laughs> Yeah, we don't even got to respond to that. Let's just keep going. (laughs) So I mean, how how many they're doing what they think is best, right? How can that be a big disadvantage? They're both bad scenarios. Stay out east for a week or have to fly east twice. Teams play on the teams do play on each each, east each coast. That's just the way it is. Oh, let's do this. We got these games. We always like to preview the big three for next week. Oh, what a card this week. Green Bay, New Orleans. Maddie, you got an opinion on this one.
6: Yeah, I, I, the path through the NFC the last few years has been which team can run the football. I think when the Rams went to the Super Bowl last year, they were able to run the football. Same thing with their 2-0 and start this year. They've been able to run the football. Uh, we saw it last year at the San Francisco Niners. Nobody in the NFC could run the football as well as the Niners. They went to the Super Bowl. Who's running the football the best right now in the NFC? That's the Green Bay Packers. 417 yards on the ground through two games. 234 yards already in three touchdowns for Aaron Jones. And on the other side of this, look, Drew Brees has thrown the ball 68 times already in two games. And of those 68 balls thrown, only seven of those throws traveled only over 10 yards. Only two of those were for completion. Some people say that doesn't matter, whoa, but whoa, if you whoa. can't someone, throw the so, ball.
1: So, someone th- th- just during the break is someone
6: said it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. But at the end of the day, look, if you can't throw the football down the field, defenses are going to creep up and it's harder to complete those short passes. Okay.
1: We heard the same thing last year, didn't we? Here's the stat. You look at QBR and say, last two years, what was your worst year? Patrick Mahomes' worst year was number two. Drew Brees was number three. That was his worst year. And after that, it's literally number 11 is next. Drew Brees, in the last two years, when he was supposedly getting old, The second best quarterback in the NFL. Has he dropped off this year? Maybe. Let's let's look at his QBR. His QBR was seventy six and sixty one these two games. Last year, first two games, it was seventy four, lower than seventy six and fifty one. So last year was worse. He starts slow. The Saints start slow. Drew Brees is going to get old at some point. It hasn't happened yet. We're tight, tight on time. Matt, you actually have a best bet. Give us a 20-second version.
6: I'm going to take Duke plus five over Virginia this week. Look, uh, having that experience of playing games is way more important during COVID with reduced training camps, reduced practices. We saw last week with Miami over Louisville, where Louisville hadn't played a game. Virginia has two games already. They looked really good against Notre Dame, laid an egg against Boston College. Recency bias. People remember the egg they laid against Boston College. Virginia, no games played so far, taking the five points with uh, The Dukies. All
1: right. We got a college bet. 20 seconds each game. Dallas-Seattle.
4: Dallas is underrated. Turned the ball over three times. Two failed punts. Oh,
1: my God. How many times are you going to talk about that? (laughs) Dallas is plus five. I wonder, you know, everyone's talking about how bad Seattle's defense is. The rush defense is really, really good. Dak's probably going to get a lot of points here. Finally, early look Monday night. Kansas City plus three and a half at Baltimore. What you got? Anything, May?
6: Oh man, what a tough game. I will say this, Kansas City has been there in all of these big time games over a field goal. I'd have to lean Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I like Chiefs too. And here's the thing if the Chiefs get down ten, no problem. Mm. Baltimore gets down ten, the sweat is gonna be falling. Feds, maybe you should think about taking Baltimore as one of your seven picks on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. So, Jonas, of all the games we talked about, is there anyone that jumps out at you? Anything? Any one tidbit you want to hit us with?
3: Well, just, yeah, the Baltimore-Kansas City and the aspect of, yeah, to your point earlier, how many good teams has Baltimore really beaten in the past couple of years if you broke it down? And I don't 0.0. Know that 0. <laughs> That's a fair point. We are straight out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at five. Fox Sports we will be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, for a preview of week three and Thursday night football in the NFL right here on Fox Sports Radio. And you can always check out the show on the iHeart Radio
0: app. Straight out of- Vegas!